that was last night everyone was was hitting fireworks off hitting fireworks off blasting fireworks off so you know, like loud in celebration of my son <laughs> i was like that's so great and for zelia as well and uh i was like oh that's so sweet now be quiet Well, welcome to the new year. You know, to be perfectly honest, uh, I'm not a big New Year's guy. I'm a big Ollie guy. Uh, never been a big New Year's guy. To me, it's all hype. I grew up and, and lived for years in a place called Breckenridge, Colorado, and it's a super uh, tourist-driven place, so people come from everywhere to celebrate their winter break, and New Year's goes hard in a resort town. And I delivered pizza. Uh, for years and so New Year's was a great night because I made bank but I had to deal with tons of drunk people drove me I've gotten sprayed with champagne as I walked through the door and I was always just ha and New Year's Day was always the best because there was no one on the mountain so snowboarding on New Year's Day was always great because it was ghost town everyone was hung over doing their thing regretting the celebration of New Year and new life the night before they were starting off on the, on the wrong foot. So I've never been a big New Year's thing because there's so much hype around um, what this New Year could be, and oftentimes it started off in a manner that you know is not the best for you. But what a great place and a great way to start off your New Year, for us to start off together. I was pretty wrecked by worship this morning, just sitting there, and uh, I, I can't think of a better thing, a better place um, for me and my house, my, my family, to be even here with you this morning. And uh, so I just, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. And I've entitled this morning's message, Potentially Great. Potentially Great. You know, I was thinking about potential and the reason is is I, let me just let me just share something with you all if you're new to the bridge welcome and I hope you do come to the newcomers lunch because then we get to hang out and get to know each other but God is is in this place I don't know if you're aware of that I, I was very aware of the spirit's presence this morning as we were singing and I'm very aware of what God is doing in some of your lives and in my life and and this is a place where God is at work and I've been told recently by some people that have been coming, that are part of our church, that I, that I knew that, that uh, I knew before maybe they started coming. People that I like respect and look up to, and I was talking to them, let me tell you a word that keeps coming up over and over in conversation. Someone said, hey, do you want me to tell you what I, I say, what did you see when you looked around the room? And here's what he said, he goes, I see a room dripping with potential it's a word that keeps coming up in conversation and it's a word that i feel like we're actually supposed to lean into in this next season see the thing about new year is you think okay yesterday is over it starts with today and it's for the next year but the reality god sets up other rhythms more frequent rhythms than yearly rhythms see potential actually means qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or something that 
could, could become actual. See, potential is nothing by itself. We've heard, oh, this is JJ, my fourth grade teacher, third grade teacher, fourth grade, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and then the one year I did of college. They would say there's a similar theme. They would say, JJ has so much potential. And then they would go, if he would just apply himself. <laughs> you know, and it's taken years to find some th- different things that, but when you see the potential in something, uh, application is easy. It's there. You're in. Whether it's a sport, snowboarding, whether it's a, a profession or a trade or whatever it is, the power of potential. You see what could be, and then the application, the follow-through comes. The possibilities of something. Here's the problem with potential. The possibilities of both good and bad. If I had, if I gave you $100, what is the possibilities that you would see in this $100 bill? Some of us would intentionally think good possibilities. If you want good possibilities with $100, talk to my wife. She will set you up with a savings account. And she will see your future for you. She will teach you how to leverage this $100 so that it could become more down the road. Some of us see a a hard and fast night on the town. There's potential in this $100 for destruction. There's potential in this $100 for good. The potential is there. It's what you do with it. It's a funny thing. Potential is something you have to tap into you have to do something with it i I saw a video i saw this a few months ago and i've been trying to figure out a way and a time to play this at church because this uh i saved it on my instagram reel i've maybe if you've seen this and i've sent it to you you get to watch it again this is this has affected me and it's actually affected millions of people because this thing's gone viral so i want to play this uh video for you guys i want you to listen as best you can, they'll turn it up loud. I know it's small, but but check this out, thinking about potential. So this old guy, I think it's, I think he's 71, had just finished the Pacific Crest Trail. Does anybody know what the PCT is? Starts in Mexico, ends at the, at the border right up here, goes right through our backyard. It's a couple thousand miles, takes months and months and months, takes planning, takes preparation. Now, this video strikes me for a couple reasons. Here's the reason, number one. Why did so many people resonate with what this old man was saying? I say old man. I'm sure he's fine with being called old man. I hope to, too. 
hike the PCT when I'm 71 and sing a song at the end. But the thing that's crazy is we live in, in a world where we want results, but we're not super hyped on the processes it takes to achieve certain results. We live in the world that wants the photo of touching the statue at the end of the PCT trail, but we don't want the things that he said before. I crossed deserts. I climbed mountains. See, the end would never have been what it was to him without the things along the way. And we get like a little snapshot of a video, and you're, we're like, yeah, me too, share. Yeah, me too, share. And this thing gets however many millions of views, but it was one man who did these things, and it spoke to people. That's potential. So my, my question is, what, do you, what is the potential you see in this next season of life? Maybe it is 2023. It's January 1st, so we'll talk about the next year. But we're all in different seasons along the way. We want the feeling of great accomplishment, but don't want the cold nights or the river crossings. I found a quote this week that said this by a lady named Annie Dillard. She says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. We look at this next year, and when we come to this place next year, that's what a New Year's resolution is, right? I want to be in this place next year, so therefore I'm going to the easy one, the lowest hanging fruit is the gym pass. Everyone talks about the gym pass. So you get a gym pass because it's Christmas. You just ate a lot. You walk and stuff moves around and you're like, ooh. If I'm going to climb the PTC when I'm 71, I need the gym pass. So we get the gym pass. That's what we want to see in the new year. But then we quit a little ways in, and we get to next year, and we didn't see the accomplishments because we look to the year, but we forget about the days. You know, I think the couple of the biggest reasons why we don't finish our New Year's resolutions. Number one, it requires effort, like new effort that you haven't exerted before. Let's just run down the workout road for a while. It require, to get where you want to be, you have to undo things that have been done, start something new, stick with it. Results are slow, especially when you're looking in the mirror. They're always faster than someone else. And then it's exposing. People have to see that you're putting yourself out there to get better. You don't have it all together already. So you have to put yourself out there and be bad at something and to, and to learn something and to have people show you how to do something and admit you're not farther along, you're looking. And so we think that that's a bad thing when people see that we don't have it all together, so we quit. But the, but the reality is where you will be this year, a year from now, this business writer, uh, Edwards Deming, he says, every system is perfectly designed to get the result that it does. 
the results you get will be because of the systems and the rhythms that you have in place. I'm, that, that matters to me because I'm thinking about my life. So if we want to change the outcomes in our lives, we have to change the systems that produce them. I think it's a great time for this, not just because it's the new year, but because I don't think we're looking back at one year. I think collectively as a culture, I think we're looking back at the last three. What's it? 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020. So like, yeah, that's three. So we're looking back at about three years of disrupted rhythm patterns. I know they're disrupted. Do you want to know why? If I just look at statistics of church-going people from 2019 till now, I know that there were glitches in people's matrix. We were told all of a sudden you need to stay at home. And so, we look, you're trying to do the best you can with what you have. There's a sickness. We're trying to figure out how to keep people safe, healthy, all of this stuff. So, okay, we do the stuff. Work, work from home. Buy a Peloton. Oh, by the way, don't buy a new one of those. If you need one, go on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. There's a lot of them. Or a treadmill. Or any workout equipment. It's on Facebook Marketplace. But our world, our new rhythms did this. Build a life around you and your household. It became this insular thing. But a byproduct of that was it became isolating. It became lonely. And so, for the last, and so people built this thing. I work from home. We play from home. We do all of these things from home. And if you didn't have, especially if you didn't have healthy relationships going into that, these new rhythms were tough. But here's the deal. Sunday morning, it's hard. If you hadn't gone to church for two years, three years, watch it on TV. Do, do, we're just using church as an example. But you, put, you fill in any example. When you fill that time slot with something, is it not super hard to then again recarve that time slot out, reinvest into something else, and make that your pattern again? It's just a hard thing. So I think we're in a great place because people have a compounding interest of patterns in their lives that people are asking, is this the way I want to go? Is this forward for me? So people are looking at this new year, and I want to tell you this new year, it could be potentially great. Jesus speaks to this a lot. He says this in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus speaking, he says, Come to me, all who are labor, all, all who labor and are heavily laden or burdened. You're working and you can't get no rest. And I will give you rest, he says. He says, take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, Jesus' invitation is to those that are tired of the current systems of operation that are taking place in their life, and they're wanting a change. They're wanting to step in to something new. He's saying he sees potential in you. He sees it. He says, come to me. I will give you. I will teach you. I will train you. He's not just like, ah, oh, come on. He's like, if you are tired, if you're spinning your wheels, 
if you want to know what soul care is about, then you come to me. And he doesn't just say, I will give it to you. No, no, he doesn't say, come to me and you win the lottery. He says, come to me and you'll gain access to walking with me every day. He says, take my yoke upon you. Yoke was put on oxen to help them plow a field. It was something to do. Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. So can I paraphrase? Walk with me and I'll do the heavy lifting, he would say. But I want to show you some things along the way. Yoke is a daily side-by-side walking. You know there's a word for this. We call it discipleship. That's what discipleship is. It's a being yoked up side-by-side with Jesus in your daily life. You could call it apprenticeship for, for you uh, tradesmen and women out there. The, you apprentice other someone. They show you the way. Now, the Israelites had spent 430 years in an operating system that was